the voice of reason, the voice of alarm, the voice of stats, the voice of scouts, the voice of Kool-Aid, the voice of dismay, the voice of Davo. Great pitching, great defense, and just enough offense. That's been the winning formula for KC over the last couple of years, and it is again tonight. As the Royals earn their fourth shutout of the year in beating Minnesota 2 to nothing, and that helps them reclaim sole possession of first place in the AL Central. As it's Davo, glad you're along here on another edition of Your Dish on Clubhouse Conversation where this game was made entirely possible, first and foremost, by our player of the game tonight. And that is who else but Chris Young. The third time he has earned the player of the game award here on Clubhouse Conversation. How about six and a third no-hit innings out of Chris Young? The first 19 outs before the Twins had a hit. The opposite field triple by Trevor Plouffe there in the seventh inning that ultimately would end Chris Young's night. But, I mean, Chris Young overall, six and a third, no runs, thanks to Frank Morales and Kelvin Herrera coming in to clean up. One hit allowed, like I said, two Ks, three walks for Chris Young. Interesting tonight, through 83 pitches and normally a predominantly fly ball pitcher and did get more fly outs than ground outs, six fly outs and five ground outs. But it just shows you tonight that Chris Young was more effective down in the lower half of the strike zone against the Twins and the fact that he got five ground outs as well. And let's not forget that while Chris Young was awesome, he moves to 5-2 and two with a 2.25 ERA. Two other things, of course. Franklin Morales, Calvin Herrera bailing him out there in the seventh inning, stranding Trevor Plouffe at third base. And, of course, we have to talk about the defense because they did a huge part in this game as well, saving the Royals easily. One, maybe two runs. We'll start with the seventh inning, that crucial time. Runner at third, two outs. Calvin Herrera comes in to face Kurt Suzuki. Hits a ball deep in the hole. Escobar ranging to his right on the backhand. Quickly releases. One hop throw was not an easy dig by Eric Cosmer, but he sure made it look easy as he continues to do. The gold glover digs it, and Escobar better win a gold glove this year. My goodness. One of the biggest crimes in baseball are that him and Lorenzo Cain haven't gotten that. But, I mean, great job there by those two in that situation. And, and let's not forget about the fact that Alex Gordon helped as well. Going back in the fourth inning, robbing Torrey Hunter of a double. Did not appear to me that that ball would get over the fence. It was about a foot short, but an easy double, possibly a triple, the way Torrey Hunter runs, and there was only one out at that point. So if that catch isn't made, there's a pretty good chance that the Twins put in a run, especially if it's a triple with Joe Mauer coming up next. So Gordon, Escobar, Hosmer, Chris Young, Morales, Herrera, and then, of course, Wade Davis and Greg Holland come in to put this one on ice. Just great pitching and defense. It's it's so good to see the Royals win a game like this. And that's not to say we don't want to see them put four, five, six, seven, eight runs on board because the Royals ultimately are going to be able to need score, you know, to score a lot more than they have over the last couple of weeks. They're fortunate to win the game tonight because of their pitching and defense. But they did just enough offensively. And some good things happened tonight. First of all, before I even mention the two runs and how they got them, how about four walks by the Royals tonight? Now, that's more like it. Alex Gordon had two. Hosmer Morales, a walk as well. And for the third time in the last 10 games, we saw the combo at the top of the order in the first inning Put it in a run for the Royals. Just those two hitters alone. Alcides Escobar, leadoff double, Mike Moustakis. Little slicer into left for a knock. Puts the Royals up one nothing. 
And whenever they score in the first inning, good things seem to happen. They did again tonight. The Royals score in the first inning for the second time and is, you know, continue to keep this going. Did it early last night as well. Just awesome to see that at the top of the order. Wasting no time. And then, of course, Salvador Perez gives the Royals a huge insurance run there off of Blaine Boyer, a guy who actually spent part of the 2013 season with the Omaha Storm Chasers. I remember watching him down there and thinking, man, this guy's pretty much done, right? And then here he is with the Twins. He's been quite effective, especially against lefties. But Salvador Perez, not a lefty, takes him yard for a huge insurance run, especially when the Twins got the, the walk there in the ninth inning. Never really too nervous there with Greg Holland, but it's still nice to have that extra insurance run there, and Holland makes it stick there, closing it out for yet another save. So just a nice game for the Royals overall. Again, the offense, we've seen continued frustration with the Royals with our pitch selection, and I have no idea why teams continue to throw Salvador Perez hittable fastballs. That's his third home run in the last four games. Complete no-doubt shot off of his bat. Why do teams continue to give him hittable fastballs? I'll never know. I'm thankful they have because Salvi has shown literally no ability to lay off of breaking balls low and away, fastballs above the shoulders, and we saw that again a couple of bats tonight. And and another thing we've seen Salvi doing is taking the first pitch every single at-bat the last couple games. And the Twins are throwing strikes every at-bat, every first pitch. So Salve may need to make a little bit of an adjustment. Just taking that first pitch doesn't do a lot of good if they always throw you a strike, and then if you start swinging at everything from that point forward. But we're not going to pile on Salve, obviously. The best catcher in baseball, a guy who's been hitting home runs left and right for the Royals, continues to carry this pitching staff, and the heart and soul of the team, Salvador Perez, to me, is the MVP of this team. No, you know, I'm not really going out on a limb saying that. Everyone knows that pretty much, but just a nice job by Salvi. My point being that him and Omar and Alcides and Haas and some different guys throughout the lineup continue to go fishing and swing out of the zone, and hopefully the Royals will get over that soon. Kedges Morales did that as well tonight because they will be able to score a lot more than two, and they did let Trevor May off the hook quite a bit tonight. They left nine men on base. The Royals were just one for nine as well with runners in scoring position. But you know what? Doesn't matter. They got the job done. This is a fantastic win. We said coming in, the Royals needed to go four and four or five and three on this trip. They're already two and zero, oh, and you got to figure in pretty good shape for the sweep tomorrow. I've been talking about the mean the last couple of games, and I told you before this series, I thought the Royals would probably sweep this series. Two out of three for sure, I said, and and most likely sweep. Just a gut feeling, I think they will tomorrow. Kyle Gibson, the mean, going to come back down to earth tomorrow against the Royals. Cy Gibson, affectionately known. Four and three with the 3-0 this year for Kyle Gibson against Volquez. Four and four with the 3-2-6. Royals in great shape to get a sweep tomorrow. If not, you know, obviously already have the two out of three. You've got the Brewers at the back end of this trip. So, assuming you take care of business against Milwaukee, you're pretty much looking a 500 trip at worst case in the eyes, most likely here, and a pretty damn good chance the Royals have a winning road trip, which would be impressive considering they went into uh, the Twins, who coming into the series had the best home record in the AL. That, of course, now belongs to the Royals after Casey knocks them off a couple, but the Cardinals the best home record over there, uh, them and the Dodgers in the NL. So the Royals seeing the Cardinals next, another great team at home, and then wrap it up with the Brewers. So a nice chance for the Royals after starting 2-0 and to have a really, really good road trip. And tomorrow, let's go over it. Kyle Gibson this year, 69 innings. And going back last month, he had a rough outing his last time. His second worst outing of the year uh, last week against Milwaukee, who we just talked about. Five runs and in seven innings on six hits. He did strike out nine, but allowed three home runs in the first three innings of that last game against Milwaukee. But in the month of May, the best in the AL 
who was Kyle Gibson, had a 1-3-6 ERA in the month of May. And, of course, Kyle being Kyle has been good against the Royals both times this year. April 15th, six and two-thirds, allowing just one run. April 20th, allowed three and five innings. Now, one thing to look for for Gibson, it seems like it's either all or nothing with the walks. He's walked four or more three different times this year, walked three another start, and then there's several starts where it's zero or one. It's like either zero, one, or four, it seems like, with this guy. So something to watch for with the Royals. Can they be a little more patient with Gibson tomorrow? Can they draw some more walks? Because four tonight was a nice start for the Royals. Good job there tonight. And we'll be even more when they continue, as I said, to be a little more patient and a little bit more selective at the plate. Now, Volquez has been really good against the Twins this year. Seven and two-thirds, three runs on April 15th the Target Field. April 20th, seven innings and one run. So both him and Gibson have squared off both of the other two times that they've each pitched against respective clubs this year. So it'll be the third match of the year between these two. And both have been good against each other. I like the Royals for the sweep tomorrow. I think they get it done. With that said, exciting stuff going on with the draft now through 10 rounds. We are going to have several of the players the Royals have selected here on Clubhouse Conversation over the next few days. So be checking out periodically on the site here. You can all subscribe on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at Royals Clubhouse, on Facebook, Clubhouse Conversation. And you'll get the latest notifications each time we publish one of these interviews. I have a couple of them hopefully coming up tomorrow morning, one tomorrow evening, a couple more on Thursday and Friday. So hope to have several of the Royals' 2015 draft picks. What an exciting time of the year. I like what the Royals have done going two high school pitchers there in the first round. Upside picks for the Royals. And Dayton has said we're just trying to stockpile as many arms as possible. So we'll get into the draft more, talk more about it, and talk to the players themselves over the next couple of days as things continue to unfold here on Clubhouse Conversation. For now, though, enjoy the fact that the Royals had their fourth shutout of the year tonight. Three wins in a row. That puts them back to 5-5, five and five, their last 10. And as far as the division goes for the Royals now, they have the full game lead over the Minnesota Twins. Three and a half up on Detroit. And six and a half up on both Cleveland and Chicago. They'll look to keep it going behind Edinson Volquez. And hopefully some more runs tomorrow against Cy Gibson. We'll talk to you then. Take care. Have a good night. Go Royals!